What's up, everybody? It's my first episode of doing uh, Wake and Bake. Woke up this morning, and this morning I just feel like I'm going to talk about, like, dang, what started me into smoking, how I kind of progressed from there, and cover a little bit of topics in between. Holla at y'all. Let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. I know most smokers are not pretty much awake right now, but I'm always up early in the morning. I think after uh, having a lot of life experiences and stuff, it's always just had me up at them in, in the morning. Don't matter if I go to bed at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I'm always up by like 6, 7, 8. It's very rare that I'm not really usually up this morning, but kind of wanted to get started this morning talking about where smoking started for me and how I got into it and stuff like that. I never forget it, man. It was like yesterday, my mom was telling me she didn't want any girls calling the house. I was young, I was like seventh grade or something like that. So, you know, my mom's is pretty much trying to make sure no girls are calling, right? Well, like two girls call and like, I pretty much like started hearing my mom. No little, uh, she said, no little fucking whores better be calling my house anymore. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. I told the next girl, like, hey, if you call, like, you have to say you're my study buddy. So, she, like, totally forgets because she's just happy I gave her my number. Rayleigh, I'll never forget. And uh, she calls the house anyway. And my sister picks up the phone. You know how kid sisters are. She's all in take. Mom, there's a girl on the phone. She wants to talk to, well, my real name is Gary, but most people call me Clutch. But uh, she's like girl wants to talk to Gary on the phone. So the girl, like, fumbles on the phone because my mom's like, who is this? What do you want? All this stuff, right? So have you ever seen, like, your parent, like, ready to pretty much just destroy you on site? Yeah. That's what I was looking at when I was looking at my mom. Just tripped out. Like, she's just hella angry, right? She just makes, like, I remember she, like, threw this plate and it missed me. Well, she, like, ended up catching me with, like, another one. She got, like, closer to me and just, like, kabunks me with the plate, right? So, like, I'm all pissed off. I run out the door, pew, kick out the door like a track star. My mom tries to chase me, but that time I'm too fast. My cousin and my aunt are, like, there at the house, and they're just watching, like, all this stuff unfold, right? So they're cracking up. My sister's just like, what the heck? But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you started this mess. All you had to do is just be like, hey, Gary, there's somebody on the phone for you, right? Anyway, so I'm, like, running, don't know where I'm going to go, and, uh... I figure my mom's probably gonna call the cops or whatever because my mom's like one of those like black but she isn't black type you know she gets black when like it's a certain situation but <laughs> she I, I, my mom's like so i don't want to say oreo but almost like yeah that'd probably be the best term for her because she's really just like don't get into stuff doesn't really cuss laid back chill goes to church like all kinds of stuff right what a normal person, I guess, what they would say would be in society, whatever that is. And uh, anyway, I'm just taking off running, and inside my mind, I'm like, dang, what am I, where am I going to go? Like, I tried to go over to this girl's house, and I hung out with her for, like, a little bit, but then, like, our parents are like, uh, it's about time for your little friend to go home. So I'm, like, freaking out, trying to panic. Well, I'm coming down my street, and I just see, like, two cop cars at my house. I'm like, oh, shoot. So... <laughs> Dolores, of course, like any kid, when you're like, what, 11, 12, you see that you're in trouble, you're like, ah, oh, heck no, I'm not going home. So I don't even go home, right? 
I just keep on like uh, walking around the neighborhood. Finally, they leave. Well, my mom has this old like Dodge Ram. I say old at the time, but it's like a two door truck that she just uses every now and then. Only on the cool, she really lets like my aunt, and my cousin, like ride it around town so they can have like somewhere to ride. Let me take a little puff real quick. God, I love your concentrates in the morning. So she uh, let them use the, the truck or whatever. So I figure, hey, this could be like a perfect chance for me to get up out of here. So I take the truck. Actually, I'm sorry, I don't even take the truck. I just get inside the truck and I just sleep in it. Like I see my aunt and my cousin pull up in my mom's bins. Like I see my mom like calling for me, everything. Like, But I'm just in the car, like sleep. Very uncomfortably, by the way, if you've ever tried to squeeze inside of a two-door Dodge Ram and you're a taller person so uh well I was tall for my age at that time so all this stuff is going on and then I finally see my mom go to work and all this stuff so I'm like whew the coast is clear I see this big old like big big like pop like puff clouds like just coming from my backyard so I'm standing over the fence and I'm like dang what the heck my aunt, my cousin point at me. I point at them. Coming back in five seconds. So after I'm noticing like this big puff cloud, right? I'm like, dang, what, what they got going on? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find out. My cousins are like, where have you been at? I'm like, I slept in the truck. They're like, there's no way you slept in the truck. I'm, like, I'm telling you, I watched y'all pull up last night when I came back from the club, like the whole nine, right? <laughs> They're just tripping out, like, the hell? Everybody been looking for you? So I'm like, man, what y'all doing? And like, we smoking. I'm like, smoking a cigarette? I'm like, it don't smell like a cigarette. They're like, nah, we uh, we smoking weed. And keep in mind, like I said, I'm only, what, 11 at this time? Because actually I'm in sixth grade, I believe. Sixth grade? Yeah, I'm in sixth grade at this time because I went to Russell Middle School. Well, for that year anyway. And, uh, yeah, so they smoking. So I'm like, all right, cool, man. Uh. Can I hit it? They're like, start laughing. Like, you don't want to hit this? I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hit it. So I take my first puff like anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Coughing. Then they're ready to throw up. Eyes burning. Whole nine. I'm just like, ah, I'm like, how do people do this shit? Like, this is interesting. And then it's like that euphoric feeling just hit me. Oh. <laughs> the light came on. I was so just lifted. I remember going into the house, and I was like, man, they started making stuff to eat. Man, I started coming out with all different kinds of combinations. I grabbed some Oreos with, like, some pecan ice cream. I had the chocolate syrup to go with it. I had Doritos, like, mixed up in a sandwich. I didn't even know I could cook at that time. I went and fried some bacon, <laughs> made a BLT. Like, I'm, I'm just in the kitchen going ham, right? I'm just so hungry and I can't even like stop. I don't even stop to realize like, dang, why the heck am I eating so much? And it didn't even dawn on me. So like I had smoked with them just a few times. But keep in mind, like I said, I'm still a youngster. So I don't really have access to uh, cannabis like that. You'll always hear me mostly call it cannabis. I may slip up and say marijuana every now and then. But I hate the word marijuana and I'll get into that at another time and date. But back to my story. So I haven't really smoked like that at first, you know, here, there, whenever, like, a friend had something, 
I was just lucky enough to get high. And for a while, when I was like getting high, I wasn't even really thinking about, you know, how has this affected me as a as a younger adolescent? You know, what am I putting into my body? I had no idea what an indica or a sativa was at that time. I just knew, hey, is it fire? Is it smoke good? Cool. And when I was growing up, <clears throat> excuse me, you had like Reggie, Reginald Bush, you know, they're just real basic ass cannabis that you could get your hands on and stuff. And if you smoked enough of it, yeah, you would pretty much get high, you know. I grew up in an era to where like cannabis didn't really, you would have good cannabis, but it would only come out at like certain times. Like people would have good stuff to smoke throughout the year, but it was like the great stuff would come out around the holidays. Out of nowhere, you just start seeing all these kind buds and real sticky stuff. And you're like, man, who, who where did this come from? Like, is this in the lab or what? So I had stopped smoking for a while because, like I said, I really didn't have access to it like that. And to me, at first, I guess I didn't really value cannabis at first. It made me feel a certain type of ways, but it never really uh, dawned on me at a young age of how influential cannabis would even become in my life. Because the first time I had smoked, I got high ate everything up inside and then after that I just kind of thought well you know if I do smoke okay but you know it's not something I was look, looking to regularly do I was heavily into sports at that time so my mind was just really focused on trying to just ball out of control that's all I wanted to do was ball 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 give me a basketball I'm just ready to play right so me and cannabis really didn't even start I'd like to call it dating I feel like we're married now but I feel like we didn't even start dating again until uh, I got kicked out of my high school and had to go stay with my father in San Antonio, Texas. And that's when it's like things would just, you're hearing a spray in the background. Got these mosquitoes tearing my ass up out here. So I was going to spray it down. But I really didn't get back with her until I moved to San Antonio. And that's when my life with cannabis would just change on a dime. So speaking of San Antonio, right, like... Uh, kind of missed a part in the story so eighth grade having this pool party great time <laughs> i always knew how to throw a good party right and uh i was just bad at a young age you know just really bad i had had sex with this girl april and um i wanted to really get with this girl jackie but you know Jackie wanted me to invite only her to my pool party. <laughs> I'm like, how's this tied to cannabis? Trust me. So, I end up having this pool party and uh, the cops show up. And I'm thinking, like, it's too loud or whatever. Well, they arrest me saying that I raped April. And I'm like, oh, shit. And, you know, I'm in eighth grade, about to go to ninth. All my friends are like, oh, damn, what the fuck did you do? You know, everybody's talking. Like, it's just a big-ass scene. Shit's crazy. Well, I go down to the police station, and lucky for me, April had called my house and left, like, some dumb voicemails. Like, ha-ha, you stupid motherfucker. I hope you get caught for some shit you didn't do. Just, you know, all this outlandish stuff when people actually had uh, voicemail machines at your house. That you'd leave a uh, you know voice uh, voicemail at. Everybody got a cell phone nowadays, so it's like 
people don't even think about that stuff unless you still have like a, a home recorder at your crib. Anyway, long story short, so I ended up getting out of that situation because I wasn't guilty, right? Well, my grandparents are like, hey, you know, you got to get yourself together. Otherwise, we can't just keep you here. So I'm like, all right, I got you guys. Don't worry about it. Sheesh. First day of school, expelled. There was a big, like, construction pipe, and I was smoking in it with my friends. And uh, it's, like, right when I started to get, like, introduced back to cannabis, my homeboy, he's like, bro, uh, let's get high before class. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. I was like, I haven't smoked in a long time. Be good to fucking go to class. All faded, just feeling good, right? <laughs> so uh, we started smoking. We're hitting out of this aluminum foil pipe that we made. Yeah, that's how tough it was back then. We didn't really have wraps or somebody to buy us wraps. So we are just making fucking whatever we could at that time. So we're smoking out of this aluminum foil pipe. Everybody's having fun. It's like five of us in the pipe, right? And then all of a sudden, I just look, and I'm like, man, that... <laughs> Either I'm really high, or... or that looks like a German Shepherd down there. That motherfucker came in a full sprint. Like, oh, damn. So, like, we're going out the other side of the tunnel trying to get out. He ends up, like, catching one of my homeboys, and he's like, hey, hey, wait. <laughs> we're like, damn that, bro. We out of here. <laughs> So we try to break out of the other side. We break out. And then uh, there's a cop on the other side just waiting for us. Yeah, fork it over. So I'm thinking, oh, shit, my homeboy already threw that stuff. We'll be good to go. Like, no worries. Shit, he pulls it out of his pocket. I was like, what the fuck? I thought you threw that shit. I was like, oh, I'm done for. Man, grandpa picked me up. I already had my suitcase ready to go. Like, my grandma already had my stuff packed. I was like, dang. Little did I know I'd be taking a flight to San Antonio, Texas. Crazy. I land in San Antonio, and my dad's was like, you're not going to be doing none of that stuff, and, you know, you're going to have to be on your game because my dad's in the Air Force, so, like, he's, like, by the book real real straight. Like, he parties and has fun and stuff, but, like, as far as, like, me being his child, you know, me and my sister, like, you know, we're going to respect him. We're going to do what we're supposed to do, go to school, all that stuff. My dad's built like Hulk Hogan, so... Damn sure ain't trying him when I'm built like Slim Jim. You feel me? So, <clears throat> it was crazy for a while. I was trying to, like, find my niche with my dad. I wasn't smoking at that time. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was just like, man, this is fucking miserable out here in Texas. Like, life is slower. It's not as fast as California. I can't get my hands on what I want to. Like, I don't know anybody. I don't have any friends out here. This is just totally different. So, at first, I'm just like, man, trying to think of, like, the great escape to get away from San Antonio because I'm not really feeling it. And then I applied at Wendy's, and it's like all my prayers just got answered at one time. My manager smoked. The chef smoked. I mean, the grill guy smoked. But then my guy that would end up being my best friend is the dude who worked on the truck. Sheesh. He was getting pounds. I was like, nice to meet you. He's like, I'm Jason. It was game over. So lucky for me, once I met Jason, he was like, oh, yeah, I get pounds all the time. I was like, pounds? <sighs> what? So this one, like, you know, I could only really get Reggie at this time because I didn't really know, like, the connects that had, like, the, like, top, top stuff. But this dude had pretty good stuff that would give me faded all the time. Nice kind buds, right? So, um, 
when I say kind buds, this is like really green, 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 like super. Wasn't that like break pack bullshit that, you know, you see people trying to still hand out to this day. It's crazy. Um, once I met, yeah, once I met Jason, though, he had this like the lightest stuff I had been smoking. And for me, Reggie was all I knew. So it was getting me like faded. Now all my paychecks, all of a sudden, I'm just buying, like, freaking at least quarter pounds, half pounds, like, all the time. Never forget, my dad's like, where's all your money going? I'm like, I don't know, Dad. I was like, I buy girl stuff, and it's like, sometimes I buy myself stuff, but I guess I don't have anything to really show for it. My dad's like, that's kind of strange and odd. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it is, huh? You know, just trying to make short change to get the conversation pretty much over with. So, yeah, I met Jason, and it was like, sheesh, I started smoking with my homeboy, Matt. And I never forget, this is like right when SpongeBob, like, first started coming out. Like, very first episodes and shit. We'd be so high in the morning. The school bus is literally, like, it's got to be, I don't know, maybe, like, 15 feet from our apartment door. Because we live, like, damn near close to each other, building-wise. Couldn't like if we were high, we'd just be like, nah, we're just gonna sit back. And it's not because we we're lazy, that's the crazy part. We would just be so wanting to smoke more that we'd be like, nah, let's stay home and watch the last like last few episodes of SpongeBob instead of going to first and second period. Like, dumb as hell, right? Totally not the way to go. I think the first semester we both had like over like 30-some absences, it was, like, ridico how much, like, we were just, like, chiefing and blowing, like, crazy. So, I'm buying from Jason. Life is really good for me because I can smoke and, like, pretty much do what I want to do. Like, my dad's kind of, like, loosened up the rules since I got a job, even though he is kind of wondering, like, where the hell is all your money going? <laughs> or most of it, anyway, because some money I'd have on me, but, like I said, the stuff I'm spending on cannabis, I can't exactly tell my dad, hey, yeah, just bought a half pound today, dad. <laughs> so, freaking, uh, once me and Matt started smoking, it was like, we just became the Kobe and Shaq, like, to our schools. Like, we just freaking, we would do stuff that was just uncalled for. I remember Matt was on the bus, I was in, like, the... We're both on the bus, and he's in the back, and I'm, like, damn near towards the front. This fool lights up a joint, and he's like, hey, call fucking Gary. <laughs> they call me to the, like, front. They're like, hey, Matt wants you. I look back, this was like, I got a joint. I'm like, this, you're knocking off. I'm like, it's loud as hell in here. What do I do? Go back there and hit the joint. The bus driver just starts looking around, like, what the fuck? Hey, who who's smoking? By that time, we've already got it put out and shit. Bus driver pulls over. We didn't fucking, like, toss it outside the bus. So it's, like, right next to it, right? Like, right before our house, too, in our stop. Freaking cops come. They're all looking for it. Fucking, they can smell it, but they don't know where it's at. <laughs> it's just wild-ass shit, right, as a youngster. So at that time, I was taking a lot of different chances, even with cannabis, and not even realizing, like, sheesh one major slip up here and I could pretty much be dead again, you know. So my dad, like I said, didn't play, but luckily we didn't get caught or whatever. So we figured, like, hey, we're going to need, like, somewhere where we can smoke to where we don't have to, like, hide in, like, 
like the bathroom where the swimming pool's at at our apartments or like duck off in a corner somewhere because like we were just kind of getting tired of it like and the crazy thing is we had like these apartments i mean the apartments we lived in was next to this big like wooded area where we lived so the wooded area like covered like a whole bunch of stuff and like you went down there and like this one they didn't really have it like uh put together or anything so it was all just like pretty much a forest Man, it's like we discovered that place one night and everything just happened to change when we end up calling this place the B Quad. Buzz, blaze, blowed, and baked. I'll tell you about it. So we literally came up with this place called the B Quad. And it was great, man. I mean, we got this big ass like white round table from the pool and just took it. Took that, took the chairs around it at night. Threw it all over the fence. You had to go like this down this long, like it was like a just an instant slope, this hill. But once you went down the slope, if you didn't like damn near break your neck, which was crazy because we would do this shit like damn near every day, going up it, going down it, right? And um once we make it down the slope, man, we just like start setting up down there. And I'm talking about we're setting up as if like we got a real apartment down there. <laughs> like we got, we took somebody's, like, uh, we cut the, um, chimes off of their, um, their swing so it wouldn't make noise when we took it. We took somebody's, like, swing that they probably went to Academy and paid, like, hundreds of dollars for. We had that. We had a couch down there. At one time, we had, like, an extension cord running from, like, this girl's house that we knew, like, all the way down there with the mini fridge. We had a tent down there. Uh, I think I said we had a couch already. I'm smoking, so I may be forgetful a little bit but um we had a tv at times but it was like our place just to smoke we called it the b quad the only reason we did that is because damn near it was like four of us always smoking or like we just came up with these four b's like i said before the break buzz blaze blowed and baked and it was like we always tried to like reach those pinnacles it was like oh i'm feeling buzzed right now <laughs> started smoking some more oh i'm feeling pretty blazed right now it was just shit you do when you're young the stuff like you come up with right i'll never forget we were sitting around the table one day and we we're so bored <clears throat> we're smoking and then like my homeboy just goes when i hit it in the pussy it's like ah when i put it in the booty it's like oh when i put i mean like we really started turning like this like that two like little bars back to back like into fucking like a whole ass song we started coming up with all kinds of dumb shit. Uh, we had another one. What was it called? This nigga got me stoned. Oh, shit, man. This nigga got me stoned. Dun, dun, dun. This nigga got me stoned. And then, like, our last friend, whoever it was, would have to be, like, stoned. And he'd, like, <laughs> he'd, <laughs> he'd, like, have to slam his table on the head. <laughs> he'd have to slam his head on the table. I don't know why, but that was just, like, something we came up with. It was, like, a rule. So, like, man, we've, like, decked this place out. We get high down here. We spend the night down there. I mean, I didn't even realize really how cool it was to actually hang out down there till like, other people in high school started coming over. And they're like, bro, you guys are going to be at the B-Quad? And we're just laughing. Like, how do people know about this dumbass shit? <laughs> Never... It just never failed. People would show up out of nowhere. Like, if me and Matt were not at school, you could guarantee people were fucking about to show up at the B-Quad. Like, hey, I know they're getting high. 
Because it's like, shit, that's damn near all we did was get high, skate, freaking... Well, I worked at Wendy's, but it was like, shit, when I wasn't at work, I was getting faded all the time. And if I wasn't getting faded, I was chasing girls. It was like, that's all my life had revolved around. School was damn near the furthest thing, and it should have probably, it should have been the first thing that I was worried about, but... Once I had hooked up with cannabis again, I think people always had the misconception that cannabis, like, made me and Matt, like, not want to do shit. We would want to do shit. It was just, like, we took a pick and choice of what the hell we actually wanted to do compared to what we should have been doing. So I never blamed cannabis looking back now at a young age for the choices that I made. I don't think that they truly hindered me from saying hey i'm not gonna do this or i'm gonna do that because i've always been the type of person regardless if i smoke or not everybody in the room can be like golly i'm just so faded i don't even think i could drive right now i'm like i can where do we need to go like it's just i don't know my tolerance has always been like that even as a younger person it's like once i really started smoking smoking people like man how are we still smoking I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm feeling good. Most people are like, no, man. I'm I'm stoned and fucked up. But anyway, say all that to say this. My younger years end up being some of the most, I want to say influential years as far as like my cannabis early development of smoking goes. Lastly, for this podcast... I'm going to close it out with this story. Sometimes when you smoke cannabis at a young age, you may be trying to escape something and you don't really realize that you're trying to escape certain things. And while I wasn't a lazy person, because I always had some kind of drive and motivation to do things in life, I will say that cannabis made me uh, always over, overly confident when I wanted to approach situations, whether it was trying to deal with somebody on a business level or just school. I'm trying to go like try out for like the team or maybe there's like a a part like in a play or something that I'm actually like trying to get. For me, I don't know, it always seemed like when I smoked, I was more like at my, like, just calm, cool, collected stage. And I always feel like cannabis gets, like, the worst rap when it comes to young people. And I'm not saying that people, they should, like, you know, young people should be blowing, like, all the time or anything of that nature. But it's, like, it's crazy how society when you're young is always looking at you like don't do this and don't do that now i get like some things will be harmful to your body that you probably shouldn't do and even cannabis may have its effects to where it's not for everybody but i know i can speak for myself when i was a youngster i think cannabis like i said it just gave me this persona most people call it swag now or or back in when i was growing up we call it steez or flex or you know just gave you that just it factor because 
I didn't even realize, like, I wasn't really a confident person. A lot of people would see me and portray me to think that I was confident because, you know, I hung out with, you know, this person or that person or whatever the case is. But honestly, that was just, like, luck of the draw. It wasn't until I would, like, really be, like... And I wouldn't even have to be stone cold, like, high. Like, I could just hit, like, a, a J a few times, hit a few bowls, whatever the case is, a bowl go to school and it's just like I'm walking on cloud nine. I just felt like I just had more confidence to deal with like everything that was coming my way opposed to when I would just go to school not high. Man, it was like I'd be sitting in class and couldn't even like fucking teacher be talking about algebra and I'd be like, damn, this dude just lost me. Because it's like my brain was trying to think in so many different ways but it's like when it was like slowed down for me it just seemed like I got things a lot easier. And like I said, while that might not be the answer for everybody, I'm just sharing like my story of how cannabis is like was with me at a young age. Affected me. Like I said, I I made some poor choices due to cannabis and I would tell anybody to this day, like, you know, obviously don't watch T V or skip school just to fucking get high. It's hella dumb. But when you are going through something or like I don't know you you just want to just kind of like fade to the back for a second like I feel like cannabis is always like a great solution I hate that it always gets like such a bad rap like I said especially when you're young you try cannabis and it's like people that you go to school with or your parents are just like oh my god you're gonna ruin your life <laughs> you're like man I've never seen anybody to this day just be like, hey, I'm about to smoke some cannabis and just go do some crazy, whacked out, dumb shit. Most people I know that smoke cannabis are really on some like, hey, let's have some fun, good time, or just, hey, let's sit back, let's just chill and just enjoy it, you know? But as a youngster, I was always in fear, like, damn, if I get caught by my dad or freaking... Man, if somebody else knows, like, you know, that I, like, that didn't smoke that I had high regard for, it was just, like, it was crazy how it would be conflicting for me at times. But I will say this, though, to close it out. Cannabis has always been pretty much my anchor. It seems like when anything and everything else, people, uh, events, tragedies, whatever, situations, like, Cannabis has always been able to carry me through. And I think that to this day, that's why I still smoke. That's the first uh, episode of the podcast. I appreciate you guys just sitting back, listening to your boy, Mr. Clutch, just kind of spew how I got into it and um, kind of going a little bit here and there, telling you guys about my experiences with it. Uh, like I said, this is just the first episode. I plan to try to uh, start interviewing people to get, like, their first impressions on, like, what got them smoking and how did their parents view them and people around them. Just, like, kind of get my story and stuff like that. Then I'll kind of, like, expand on the podcast. Always looking for fresh new ideas. I'll even try to have people, like, sit in with me on podcasts from time to time. Thanks. You guys have been awesome. Stay li- Stay high and stay lifted.